Okay. Well, today we're going to continue uh, with the theme that has already been uh, started following the uh, Wednesday meeting that we had together when um, Tim and uh, Keith and myself outlined our vision for the church for uh, the next, next era, if you like, uh, certainly for a five-year period. Could we have the first slide, please? Okay, this is what Tim brought. He, he told us about a community that loves God, a community that reaches out to other communities, a community empowered to demonstrate the kingdom of God. And what I'm going to share about today is a community that is resourced to serve and grow, and then finally a community that grows. And this was the slide that Tim used. Um, he animated it very nicely. He made the, uh, the gear wheels rotate. Um, I could have done that, but time doesn't permit it. But what I'm really trying to bring across today is the fact that all of those categories that we looked at on that Wednesday night interact. Interact. They, they overlap a considerable amount. And we're going to talk about in our serving and in our growing, the, our heart, our willingness to serve, the finances that we, we have available to us and the generosity that we display in using those finances, the assets that we have. And you're those assets. You're among those assets. And our possessions, we can share them for the good of the common cause. Likewise, we have talents and abilities and various gifts that we can also use in the building up and resourcing of the church. And all these things take sacrifice they they will make demands on our time and likewise they will affect our relationships the love that we have for one another uh, day by day okay we'll leave that there for a second or two so all that we've shared hitherto all that people have shared over these past few weeks uh, from this position has arisen from uh, the eldership team how they visualized how they would like church to be over the next five years, over the next era. Now last weekend, uh, some of us attended the uh, inspired seminars over at Letchworth. And we were reminded there that God is a dreamer. He dreams, he visualises things as he wants them to be. And he had imagination. He visualised how earth would be and he visualised how we would be. He visualised how he wanted his kingdom to grow. In fact he changed that vision during the process of time but at the same time he had imagined what things would be like. He dreamed. And we, being made in God's image, we have the ability to dream too. Are you dreamers? Do you visualise what your desires might be before they come into being? Because in so doing, you're being just like God. God wants us to visualise things, to dream about things, and then to do something about bringing those dreams into reality. So if I was to ask you, 
What's your dream for the church? How would you like to see this church? Would it be exactly as it is now? Or would it have changed somewhat? Would there be a greater dimension of the move of the Spirit? Would you like to see more the gifts of the Spirit used amongst us? Would you like to see positive miracles and healings going on? Would you like to see more people here? Would you like to see more people being saved week by week? Do you have a dream for the church? Do you have a vision as to what you would like this church to be like? So what is your dream? Just take a minute. Just take a minute. Shut your eyes if you like. Just think. What would I really like to see this church to be like? And if you had the ability to speak the word just like God has, God just simply said the word and things came into being. Unfortunately, we don't have that attribute. God hasn't given us that attribute. But what he has given us, he's given us the will to work to see those dreams become realities. He wants us to use our talents, our gifts to change dreams into reality. So today, I'm briefly going to look at what changes we need to consider and what part God may be calling me or you to play in the process that we are to be a people that serve and grow, which is our theme for today. And our dream, these categories are really our plea our desire our urging to give your support to this dream to help us make it happen so what's the next slide please Well, all right, just leave it at that for a second. Don't bring it up. Maybe, but... By way of illustration, I want to take you back just a, a few years. Um, one or two of us uh, were around during the World War II. But there was a poster that was used during World War II that many of you will have seen. Uh, you probably have seen it on television you've probably seen it in museums but it covered that period of history in fact there were a whole series of posters that followed the same theme and they started within one month of the outbreak of war and there it is dig for victory and so at that time the population was encouraged to dig up their ornamental gardens and to turn every usable bit of garden into arable land to grow vegetables to support the uh, lack of food that was available because of the shipping losses uh, of deliveries into this country by the U-boats etc. The population was asked to take part in what was needed in order to achieve that end. 
And if you visualised eating better, and if you wanted to improve your survival hopes, you had to do something about it. You had to turn that vision of eating better into a reality. You had to dig deep. You had to prepare uh, to sacrifice the superficial for the essential. The superficial being an ornamental garden, which is nice to look at, but was not going to help you survive in, in the times that you were experiencing. What the government was advising you, you had to adopt in order to benefit. You had to do something about it. And that's what I believe God is calling us to do now. He wants us to dig deep once more and to turn some of the non-essentials in our lives over to what we'll call victorious Christian living. He wants us to change from what we are currently doing to something which is better. Dig for victory. And as you can see, we've moved on to, rather rapidly there, there was a progression. It was dig for victory, dig for victory now, and then dig on for victory is what you're seeing there. There, there was the posters. As time went on, they kept urging you to pursue that goal. Keep on working in order to get the food that you need. And that's the same theme that seems to be throughout the Word of God. When we read of be, be filled with the Spirit, we know that that is a present continuous tense. Be filled, be being filled, keep on being filled. Not just a once, uh, a once in a lifetime experience, but keep on being filled with the Spirit. There's an ongoing in it. And likewise, when you run away, so I'm, I'm sure as Terry would, would uh, tell you, or even... Um, you know, or those of you that, that, that run, uh, like Pete he and Terry, they do, do a lot of that together. And, and not necessarily together, but they, they do a lot of that sort of thing and have done in the past. You have to pace yourself. You have to keep going and you must press on toward the goal to win the prize. The prize may be a medallion, it may be the... the, the, the uh, the sense of achievement that you get at the end of it, but you press on in order to get the best time that you can. And the word tells us, press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called us heavenwards. There's an effort required in order to achieve that. Now you may be saying, now why are you telling us this? Why are you asking us to consider digging deeper? Maybe, and I have been asked, please give us some specifics of what is needed from us, from me, from you, in order to achieve this vision of, of, of church which you've described to us in, in those three, uh, five um, um, different headings that we, we put up there. Well, the reason for it is, of course, that after God himself, you are the biggest resource that he has. There's no one else that can do it but you. The leadership team can't do it, the leadership team can't do it, but we as a united front can achieve what are God's purposes when we allow him to work through 
our lives and to do the sort of things that he's calling us to do. So I'm now going to give you, very briefly, five specifics that you could perhaps consider in this objective that we have of being resourced to serve and grow. And bear in mind, these are pleas to, for you to help in that process. Firstly then, commitment and priority. Now, this is always a toughie, isn't it? God gives us all important and valid responsibilities that fall outside of church activity. We've got a duty to our employers to serve them as, as unto the Lord. We've a, a responsibility to care and to, to nurture our children and to properly support our families. All rightful demands on our time and on our efforts. But likewise, as we've already sung, all I am is yours. Anyone not singing? I don't suppose there was. Did you mean it? All I am is yours. I have to ask myself that self-same question. Do I really mean it? Because despite these responsibilities that we have normally, we likewise have a duty to serve God. He has the first priority on our lives, believe it or not. What you give, your contribution is valuable. You may not see it as being valuable yourself, but God values it. Other people value it too. And you know, even the smallest thing that you do counts. It says in Mark 9, I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. Think about what investment gives you the best reward. We just talked about that. You want the best return from that effort that you put in. Where are you sowing your investments? Commitment. Next one. Coming up. Prayer. Do you realise we can all greatly undervalue the power of prayer in our lives? Whilst Jesus was teaching, he taught one thing. Luke 18, he said, we should pray and not give up. Jesus spent time alone with Father regularly. And we should follow that example. And yet, if I'm honest, it's often the time that I can make the excuse for and push into the background because there's something more seemingly pressing at the time but it's an area which I've got to learn to discipline myself in more fully and I'm sure that that problem is no different from you for you too but if we do it we miss out and I don't want you to miss out I want you to gain I want you to succeed you know Matthew 6 says don't worry about what we are going to eat and what we will drink or what we are going to wear for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them too but seek first 
his kingdom and his righteousness. And then you'll get all these things at any rate. Paraphrased. Let's get our priorities right. Let's make prayer something which we seek after and do as a regular, essential habit in our lives. You know, I, I, I really don't understand. This is not a mode. But I don't understand why there's so few of us manage to get to the monthly prayer meeting when we actually cancel the groups that particular particular week in order to make it less of a burden for folk. It's an important aspect of our living as, Christian, as Christians together. Let's reconsider some of these things. Next one, please. And I'll try and wind this up very quickly. Children. We've got to invest in our children because they, they are the church of the future. They are so important to us and we must never undervalue them because none of us want to see, as we have seen, we've experienced, our kids drifting away and get captivated by the things going on in the world. It happens. And somehow or other we want to some, uh, instill in them the value of, of Christian living, the value of doing things as unto the Lord. And I really appreciate, really appreciate all the work that is done by our children's workers towards helping the kids grow up in the knowledge of God. It's, it's a fantastic service that they give. And I really want to thank them publicly for what they do. And yet, they could probably do with help. They could probably do with your support. And if you've got an ability there to, to serve in the children's ministry, then please use it to God's glory. Is it an area, I would ask, that you could serve in? Next one. Finance. Most of you know we made the move here because of the inadequate um, resource that we had in respect of teaching the children. Um, Steepleview was lovely in the main hall, but the, the ancillary rooms were inadequate for looking after the children properly. And that was one of the key things that motivated us to look around and find this accommodation. Isn't it lovely? It's great to be here. We're all enjoying it. I haven't heard one person say, don't like being here. I've heard them all say, isn't it good to be part of this setup and interacting as we are with the public to a certain degree. And I may, may increase, may, may get more so. But the fact that we are here, as you know, is costing us a lot more. And we knew that that would increase our financial burden. But we're convinced and we, we're sure that you want to support us in the decision that we made to move here. Because we're anxious to m maintain, likewise, our support for mission. We, we, we give at least, a, a, well, of our total income, at least a third goes on, on mission. Now that's a, a very high proportion from a lot of churches. But at the same time, it's something we're pleased to be able to do. We want to be able to bless those that are less fortunate than, than ourselves. And when you think about their circumstances compared with ours, it's a no-brainer. 
There are needs out there which are immense. And we want to continue to give in that manner. We want to give more. And so all we're saying is look at your finances. Is there an additional way in which you can offer just that little more in order to see these things covered as well as they were and to improve upon them? Let's stretch ourselves, especially in these days when uh, things are probably quite tight at any rate. And finally, leadership. Now as parents, and some of us are still parents, believe it or not, despite the grey hairs, as parents we seek to bring up our kids to adopt the same values and have the same ideals that we have as they move into adulthood. We want them to be like us. There's not one parent amongst us who wouldn't want uh, his or her child to exceed what they themselves have achieved. We want them to develop more educationally. Uh, we want them to form uh, solid, faithful relationships which are unshakable. Uh, we want them to be fulfilled in the success of their jobs and be successful in their jobs. We want them to surpass every achievement that we ever made ourselves. We want them to be better than us. Now, it's no different with leadership. Our task as leaders in the church is to pass on to you godly values and ideals. We want you to surpass us in every way that you can. We want you to pick up the baton that is passed on to each succeeding generation and run with it faster than what we ran with it. That's the desire of a parent for a child. That's the desire for leadership for the church. We want you to exceed in all these things because you are the church for this age. You're the ones that God has put here for this time. There's no one else that can do it. Just you. God didn't have anyone else in mind when he set up Living Word Community Church. You're here because he's put you here. And he has a task for each and every one of us. One of the quotes that I got from yesterday's Word for Today... I don't know whether you read Word for Today, it's usually at the back there, it was made by Churchill. And he said, the price of leadership is responsibility to stay positive whether you feel like it or not. So easy, isn't it, not to feel positive. So easy to adopt, well, maybe somebody else can cope with that, you know. I'll, I'll do what I'm doing right now. Some, it, it'll step up and mm, could be a lot better than that. But God wants us to be positive in all that we do. I don't know about you, but I try as far as possible to look at what happens in the church and what I do in the church uh, through positive eyes even when I don't feel like it. And there must be times, if you're anything like me, when you don't feel like things. But if we can be positive, 
if we can take on that, that, that desire within us to move things on in a positive way. It's a blessing. Do you know, I love being around positive people. Because when you're around positive people, they always encourage. They always see the best in people. And they're always willing. Um, and what a fantastic attitude that is. It's like when you, when you want somebody to do something and you look around, who's doing the most? They're willing. They're positive. And you ask them. And they pick it up just the same because of that, that sort of positive attitude that they have. That's how I want to be. But please be patient because I'm still a work in progress. God is still working in me just the same as he's working in you and none of us are perfect. But I just want to urge you to look to God to find those areas where God can stretch you, to use you and to make yourself available to just assist in bringing that dream that you may have thought about when you think about the church and how you would like it to be you've got to think well what can I do to dig and make the effort and ensure that dream becomes a reality consider your dream for yourself what do I want to be like consider that dream for your children what do you want them to be like for your family for your church family are they worth making the extra effort for I just want to encourage you dig deep for the victory that is yours to gain you can achieve it and God doesn't have any other resource just has you just has you it's a dream you follow the dream Father, we, we recognise, Lord, our inadequacies and our hesitation at times. And Lord, there's not one of us that's different here. And Father, I just pray that in the power of your Spirit, as we've called upon you and we've sung, all that I am is yours. Lord, help us to be truthful to what we've sung. Help us to make and strive towards making that a reality in our lives. Lord, help us to be always positive, always seeing the best in one another, always trying to serve you, doing things always, Lord, as unto you. Father, forgive us for those things that we, we see through jaundiced eyes, Lord. Help us to see things through sparkling eyes, seeing the, the value and the future of what you have for us. Lord, help us to dream. Help us to dream, Lord. Help us to see things with the same sort of confidence that you had when you dreamt. Lord, we just bless you for your goodness to us, for your faithfulness in everything, Lord. Help us, Lord, in our inadequacies to be more like you in all that we do. Amen.